Good afternoon. Hi, I'm Lee Preston, pastor at Shadow of His Wings Ministry here in South Texas, coming to you today from the Agape Dome. Uh, it is our safe place. It is a healing house. It is a safe place for people to come to get healing. So I just wanted to meet this morning and uh, kind of talk to you about recovery, <clears throat> mostly discussing sexual addiction recovery, sexual brokenness, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's one of the harder uh, things, I believe, for folks to overcome, whether it be pornography or relationships outside of marriage or same-sex attraction. Overcoming sexual brokenness is, I think, one of the hardest pathways that we can take. And so many struggle with it, and then they get confused because they think somehow God's not listening, or he's not wanting to help. And so, where are you, God? Why would you allow me to struggle with this if you're not willing to change it? And so it's that place of trying to acknowledge God's best while at the same time looking at why is this sin still in my life? Well, <clears throat> I think it's important to start by looking at truth. Uh, I'm going to read a little bit out of the Bible here. It's 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war against I'm sorry, according to the flesh. We're not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. Now, this is the important part here. The Bible says, We destroy arguments in every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. So a stronghold is a place that gets formed out of our wounds. A wound happens, a wound hurts our heart, whether someone says something to us as a kid, whether we experience something as a kid, um, pornography, being exposed to it as a kid can actually be a very significant wound all of its own. It enters the heart and it changes who we are. So it's important to begin looking at strongholds and trying to understand where is the lofty opinion that has raised itself up against the knowledge of God. Well, pornography comes against the knowledge of God because God is pure. God is purity. But pornography says this is something that can make you feel better than God. It's an idol. Pornography is an idol, sex is an idol, if the sex outside of marriage, affairs are idolatrous, um, worshiping the image, worshiping the male image, if you have same-sex attraction, that's all idolatry. It set itself up as a, an idol against the one true God. Now let me play this out for you just a little bit. So a stronghold gets formed in our heart. So maybe you believe that once you started seeing pornography that, that you want that. That's the thing you want. You would be strong if you could just be that man in that image and overcome a woman sexually or to be wanted sexually by a woman. You know, 
that sometimes comes out of a wound that says you'll never be enough. You see, Satan loves to, to offer counterfeit for truth. So the truth is God says you're already enough. I made you enough. I created you to be enough. But in our brokenness, we sometimes say, well, I'm not enough. Or someone has told us I'm not enough. Someone has said, you're not enough. I worked with one, a, a gentleman one time whose father used to joke with him by calling him shit for brains. And so over time, he took on that curse. He became that identity. He thought he was shit for brains. And so what's so important about that is when we take on the identity of the pain of what someone else has spoken over us, whether they've said that we're not <clears throat> the good son or we're not the strong son or you don't do it right or you never you don't make me happy. You know, parental wounds can sometimes create in us a belief that there's something wrong with me. And I can live out that identity of being right through pornography or through sex by pursuing someone, by saying, see, I am enough because she wants me or he wants me. So that stronghold gets developed because of the wound, and then the wound gets packed with lies. Satan loves to come in and fill that wound with lies. Oh, see, you're not enough. Oh, see, if you'll worship the image of the perfect man, you know, sometimes folks who struggle with SSA, same-sex attraction, they, they want to look at naked men. Why? Oh, because I just am aroused by it. No, it's because I'm more attracted to what I see in them that I don't have. I envy what they have. A man who looks at female porn is, I want to have that. I want to acquire that because then I will be big man on campus. I will be enough if I can have the kind of sexual exploits that I see in pornography. Pornography is just a new current age definition of idolatry. It may not be a golden calf anymore, but it's absolutely an image. And anytime we worship the image, we worship something other than the one true God. But it does fill a place in our wound. It fills a place in that stronghold. You see, people then don't know how to get free. It's like, why do I keep doing the things that I don't want to keep doing? I want to do the right thing, but I can't do the right thing. All I seem to do is the wrong thing. That's because our flesh is filled with this particular stronghold that keeps saying, no, go do this. Well, we've been given the power to tear down strongholds, but there's some beliefs that we still associate with in that stronghold, which is why it sticks around. It gets very discouraging, and I want to be an encouragement today. I want you to know if you struggle with sexual sin, sexual brokenness, where you look at pornography and you can't seem to stop, or you keep hooking up online, or you keep masturbating, or you keep going to places you don't really want to go, being with people you don't really want to be with, just know there's a couple of things at work there. There is the flesh that's got the stronghold. But if you've been doing it a while, you also have a pattern of response. You know, we can sometimes work on tearing down the stronghold, 
but it doesn't change that we've also used that behavior for years to take care of things we don't really want to look at. Like maybe I don't want to deal with my emotions or I don't really want to deal with the pain of my reality of life. So I hide by using pornography or sexual brokenness to not have to feel. It really is a numbing place. Strongholds allow us to numb, whether it's drugs or alcohol or sex or food or whatever it might be. We use these sinful things so that I don't have to deal with the truth. You see, God deals in truth. He loves to, to help us see that is not who you are, but you must not hide and run. We love to hide and run sometimes, oftentimes because we've had to deal with significant hurt. And so when we deal with significant hurt, it's like, I don't really want to know that anymore. I don't want to be hurt anymore. So I'll use porn, masturbation, fantasy, whatever it might be to deal with not knowing. It's the not knowing place. No one loves to know how much hurt they have to confront and look at. That's why later in life, when God says it's time to look at your sin and really work through it, then it's, it can be difficult because it hurts. Ouch, it hurts to look at that Lord. And he says, I know, but don't run. If you run, you'll go back to porn. You'll go back to things you don't really want to be a part of, but we run because we don't want the pain. It's kind of like that, maybe that childhood time when you had a a splinter in your finger and your mom said, come here and let me pu pull that out with these tweezers. Like, no, no, don't hurry. It hurts. It hurts. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. And we hold it to our hands. We hold it away from her. Don't take it out. It hurts too much for you to touch it. And so over time it gets infected and pus gets around it and it gets even redder and more painful, but we keep hiding it. And then she finally says, okay, now I'm going to have to get this little needle and I'm going to have to dig it out and it's going to hurt twice as much. Well, it's painful. I love the story of the woman at the well in John 4 because the, the story of the woman of the well, at the well, I love the way she said at the end, come and meet a man who knows everything about me. You see, Jesus knows everything about us. And I think what's so important is that's the story of freedom, is once you know that he knows everything about you and he begins to tell you where your pain came from, then you begin to know who he says you are. That's the beginning of tearing down strongholds is knowing who he is. That's why I'm not a great proponent of rules and tools. Oh, you must do more accountability groups, or you must do more Bible studies, or you must do more, you know, meeting one-on-one. -on -one. Those are all great things. Don't get me wrong. They're pieces of the healing puzzle. But the main one is let me know who you say I am. Let me get to know who you say, Jesus, that I am. You know, there were times in my own recovery from sexual brokenness where I was listening to a lie. Because once you have that stronghold formed out of the pain, you know, let's say you were exposed to pornography at a young age, so the lies begin. The stronghold gets started. The pornography says, I'll never be like that guy. I want to be muscular like that guy, or I want to have that woman, or I'll never have that woman. I'm not enough. 
I'm insignificant. So the lies say you're not enough. And maybe you have a parent who has their own wounding, and so they perpetuate a lie that they lived, which is you've got to be perfect to make me happy, or you've got to be, you've, you've got to be something better for me to love you. Those are all lies that come against the truth of God. And so until the Lord who knows you can speak into that truth and you can actually hear him, because see, sometimes we can't hear him because all we hear are the lies. You're beautiful. No, you're ugly. You're enough. No, you'll never be enough. Whatever the lie is, we can't sometimes hear him because all we can hear are the lies we've believed. And guess what? Sometimes he tells us the truth and we don't believe him right away. We say, well, that can't be true because look what I've seen. You know, whether you've been perhaps sexually abused. Well, I was abused and this is what I learned is that I saw that this person told me that I wasn't worth being safe. I wasn't worth being okay without sexual junk in my life. This person told me that there was something wrong with me. God says, no, I want to heal that place. I want you to know that I don't see you as that. I don't see you as something being wrong with you. I see the pain of what happened and I want to help set you free. So once the Lord begins to tell you everything he knows about you, then you begin to find freedom. Then you begin working in truth. You know, some folks have said, and I, I remember it, those moments where you find yourself running to your sin and you don't even know how to stop. And then you're done after it's all over and you're like, oh, what have I done? Why did I do this? Well, that's the nature of Satan. He loves to tell us we'll never get free. And then once we act out in our sinfulness, then he says, see, you're just worthless because you can't stop sinning because that's where he wants to start the cycle of just continuing to do it again. Oh, see, you've already done it. You might as well just be sin. You see, the identity of sin will always lead us back to more sin. The identity in Christ will lead us to who we really are. No, my child, you're my beloved. I believe that's what he told the woman at the well. I think he not only, first of all, showed her that you're right, the man you're with now is not your husband and you've had several other husbands. He then said, but let me show you a love that only I can offer you, a love that will fill that cup to overflowing. You see, when Jesus begins to speak truth into our wounds, then our wounds don't hurt so badly. But we have to stop packing our hurt with sin so that he can actually put truth in there. And until we do that, we'll just continue to struggle. And it's a scary venture because we're used to it being packed. Oh, it hurts, Lord. Let me just keep putting sin in there, sex, drugs, whatever it is that I put in here so I don't have to feel. That's made us feel less painful. That's why, that's why Satan offers it. It's because it does feel better for a season. Sin does feel better for a season but it leads you away to death. So when Jesus starts to come into it, he has to rip out all those truths. I mean, I'm sorry, all that sin. He has to rip out all that sin and all the lies and it feels empty for a while. I had one, one woman say, I couldn't stand the emptiness. I felt like there was nothing there. 
Well, it's because when he begins to clean out the pus of all the lies and the sin in our life, it feels empty for a season. But that's the only way he can fill us with the living water. He begins to fill and it feels real and he begins to heal. So rules and tools can be helpful, but they will never bring us to the truth of knowing freedom because freedom says these things, rules and tools, will help us to have a fence to protect us for a season. But true healing comes when I accept the truth of who Jesus says I am in my heart. Well, you'll never be enough. Let me show you you're enough. Well, I'm never going to be as handsome as that guy. Well, don't, don't keep trying to look to that guy. Look to me. I'm the great shepherd. I'm the one who tells you who you are. Oh, but I have to have a man to love me. Otherwise, I'll feel like a worthless man or woman. No, you're only feeling worthless because you don't know my love. So that relation, that relationship that begins, begins to show freedom. It begins to grow freedom. And over time, you begin to realize, wow, that pain is not nearly as strong anymore. And I don't want to just run off to sin. I actually start being able to say no. It's a process. It takes time. But tearing down strongholds takes time. And putting truth in there instead of the lie is what will set you free. So take heart today, struggler. Even if you don't know how to get free, take heart. Keep pressing forward. Let that struggle in you become an overcoming. You know, I said struggler. If you're, if you're having a hard time today thinking you're ever going to get free, just know just on the other side of struggling is overcoming. You can overcome this. Don't let the lie of the enemy get, a, get in, into your heart. And that lie is you'll never make it. God doesn't care about you. The truth is, is he does care about us. He loves us with an insurmountable, overwhelming love. He pursues us as a mother hen loves her chicks. He comes after that one lost sheep. He will pursue us like the hound of heaven because he loves us that much. He never gave up on me. He won't give up on you either. Rules and tools are great, but pursue the relationship of the one who can truly fill the lies of the stronghold with truth and help you be free. Nothing tastes better than freedom. Nothing. Satan tries to say that sin tastes better. It does for a season, because when you're so empty, you'll, you'll take anything he offers. But as God begins to fill that place, there's a whole new world of freedom. And freedom begets freedom. The freer you feel, the more you feel free. And that takes time because you've been bound up for quite some time. Live in your journey towards freedom today. You may not be there yet, but don't give up hope and don't go back to the lie. Keep pressing forward to the truth. I'm glad you're here. We are Shadow of His Wings Ministry, www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com. Will you pray for us? Will you pray that God continue to move people towards our ministry so that people can find truth? That's what we're here for, is to help people find the truth that will help set the captive free. Thank you for listening today. God bless you.